Welcome to an I Thought It's Not Bad on the Outside, a podcast about Star Wars. Uh, a podcast that also probably has more technical difficulties than the Millennium Falcon's hyperdrive. <laughs> I'm your host, Kyle Jones, and with us always is Brett Stevenson. Good evening. So uh, we recorded a show last week and had some technical issues and, you know, well, let's put it this way. We we talked for like an hour last week. It turns out <laughs> it didn't actually record and we didn't realize it until last time or until uh, we went to go edit it and put it up. So, um, And we didn't make the Kessel run either. No, no, we <laughs> failed that. Um, yep. But that's it, okay because some of the stuff we talked about last week um, is still in the... Uh, in the public conscious this week, um, yes. one of the the things that we discussed last week was Obi Wan and our thoughts, um, and uh, and maybe before we get to like you know the the some of the main stories this week, uh, we can just do a quick recap of, of where we stand on the show a couple weeks out. Um, did you, you want to go first and? Sure. Um, so for me, when I rewatched the show, uh, I didn't get a chance to rewatch it like all as one, which I wanted to do. But what I did do is I made a conscious decision of not to nitpick. So I knew what was coming. I knew it was going to be good, bad, whatever. So when I kind of had that mindset going into it, I kind of enjoyed it much more um, than I did watching it the first time around. Yeah. I did do that. Uh, I did watch it uh, back to back, watched all six episodes in a row. Um, and uh, th- there were parts of it that I, that I enjoyed more. Um, you know, the pacing was a little bit, uh, worked a little bit better. Um, especially those middle parts, like episode four, uh, probably is the one that really st- stood out um, being um, less jarring when you're not having to, you know, when there isn't like a two week gap between the episode that came before it and the one that comes, came after it, you know, when you're just watching them in succession, <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't uh, stand out as much. Um, but I did notice that there were other things that um, didn't work as well. I thought some of the stuff with, um, with Reva uh, didn't work as well when you were watching it um, just sitting down all at once, because I found that, mm-hmm. As in between an episode and we would sit down and talk uh, about it and I would have time to think about it myself, that I would be filling in some of the gaps uh, of Reva's story. So I guess in my mind, more things that actually happened and and had developed with that character than actually did in the show. Um, So that was a little disappointing but overall, I think my opinion, like if if I had a like a if we had given it like a number rating ranking, I don't know what it would be, but my ranking mm-hmm. wouldn't have changed. It's just there are things about it, watching it right. again that I liked more, and then and uh, things that I didn't like as much. Um, so yeah. still, still flawed, but enjoyable. Right. So now, actually, and I should have sent a link because now I can't remember who did it. There is a gentleman on YouTube who actually edited Obi-Wan into a proper, I think, movie. Yeah, two hours. Um, and he has it up on YouTube. So it's two hours. Okay. That's what I can remember. I haven't watched it yet, but 
you know, he kind of, a lot of the points that we were saying about things were just kind of like filler stuff just to mm-hmm. kill time. He kind of whittled those down and mm-hmm. made the story make a little bit more sense. So um, I do have to go back and watch that still. And I really do want to watch it because I'm hearing a lot of good stuff about it. Uh, yeah. So I, I've heard some good stuff about it too. I didn't really was, realize it was actually on YouTube. Um, I assume that because it was copyrighted material that, um, you know, like I had to, you know, like go to the dark web to find it or something, <laughs> but I had seen a lot of, a lot of, uh, um, commentary about it and how it was a, uh, much better version of the story. Mm. To go make make sure that hasn't been taken down because I completely forgot about Lucas likes to do that sort of things or Disney likes to do that well, sort I of think thing. Anyone does, uh, you know. It's um, yeah, you know. Uh, if you remember, jeez, well, how many years ago was it when Phantom Menace came out that there was the? Do you remember the, the Phantom Edit? Oh yes, yes. Which it turns out yep. was the edit that Topher Grace had had made of uh, Grace. <laughs> which is just which is just crazy to think of um but yeah like he that had is. he had taken the phantom menace and edited it down to like a, a lean you know like hour 40 or whatever and, and that's a, a version i have never seen but i've heard great things about and it was the same thing once he yeah it, same it, here it, you know it, it got posted and then you know there were you know dmca warnings and not so it got taken down um but yeah i'm sure like i'm sure we'll be able to find that uh that edit of obi-wan somewhere yeah yeah easily uh but the idea of obi-wan being a movie was not new because as we discussed last week um that was the original plan and the writer of the movie had, has done interviews now, um, talked about how the show takes some of his ideas and runs with them. Um, there was a lot of changes. We discovered that uh, Cody was going to be a, a, a significant character in the show, um, which yep. you and I thought would have been interesting. Um, yep. There was some other stuff in it that I, I didn't think was as interesting. Like There was supposed to be an encounter with a forced vision of Luke um, that was supposed to parallel the uh, the vision scene that Luke has in Empire Strikes Back where he's fighting uh, um, Vader right. in the, um, the Vader in the forced echo cave is that what it was? Uh, on Dagobah yep yep um, yep but there was another th- uh, uh, part of the story that came out this week Um from the same interview Uh, and so this is from an article from inverse with with the uh with the um heading obi-wan's original ending would have fixed a huge problem writer reveals so one of the perceived issues about uh, the ending of Obi-Wan Kenobi as, you know, as it was broadcast or streamed was that after Obi-Wan and Vader's fight, when 
Vader has essentially been defeated, that Obi-Wan leaves Vader alive. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And apparently this was a, from the writer's perspective, um, a mistake. So in his or, uh, original version, um, it was very different. So I'm going to read this. It said, um, this is from the Inverse article. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beatty revealed that Vader won in his version of Kenobi's third act lightsaber duel. They were fighting on this space station, he said. It was falling apart in the atmosphere of this big planet, and Obi-Wan basically fell off. Vader pushed him off, and they separated. If Obi-Wan had a chance to kill Darth Vader, he would do it. I mean, you know, how many countless lives would you save, right? So, in his, in, in his version, Vader won. How would you feel about that? Yeah. I don't... For me, if Vader won, I don't think it fits uh, the confrontation in A New Hope, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, no, I, I don't think Vader should have won. Um, it doesn't... I, I want to say it doesn't sit well, mm-hmm. but I don't... I want to say it doesn't make any sense. Um, just the way I think everything fit into how everything did end up eventually fitting into a new, uh, going into a new hope. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't see Vader winning and I can't quote by my finger on why, but it just doesn't seem right to me. So I, I, I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you. Uh, it doesn't seem right. Um, and obviously a, a big part of it and, and they, they reference it in the article as it goes on that the re uh, that they stated the reason why they had to do it this way was, was so that the, the statement that Vader makes, uh, on the death star in a new hope, you know, last time we met, Mm-hmm. I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Something I'm paraphrasing. Um, I'm probably pretty close. So, <laughs> that it definitely implies, yeah. <laughs> that implies that, that he's that he still had something to learn. And I think if Vader wins yeah. this duel, well, then he still wasn't learning. And 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 that was one of the things mm-hmm. that uh, that the fifth and sixth episodes did really well to show that even though Vader was you know, was much more powerful. He's, uh, you know, there were still lessons that Obi-Wan hit was trying to teach him that he didn't learn. Um, yeah. And I also don't think that Obi-Wan, even if uh, that Obi-Wan would kill Vader, like I, like that to me doesn't make no, sense. No, I don't think so either. Especially for the, um, it's funny. Cause when I go ahead, yep. go ahead. Um, yeah, because when I read the headline the first time, and it said that, uh, they made a you know made to fix something that was off, I'm trying to think. I couldn't th- I couldn't think of what what they were trying to what that would have fixed. Mm-hmm. And then when I read it saying, "Oh well, Vader would have won, and, and Anakin would have, or uh, Obi Wan would have killed him to save thousands of lives," and I'm thinking, "No, nah, I don't think so." 
Uh, just the emotion of what Obi-Wan was going through at the moment. I don't think he could have done it. And he even told Yoda, give me Sidious. I can't kill Anakin mm-hmm. in Revenge of the Sith. So, yeah, that doesn't make any sense um, that Vader would win or that he would kill Vader. Absolutely. And the whole, you know, one of the main themes of of the show or, or the, the arcs for Obi-Wan was getting him to a place where he was feeling a little bit hopeful uh, again, where he wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, there had to be, you know, where he, we meet him, he's given up and he's, he's in hiding and he's telling people, you know, the Jedi are dead and I don't want to help. Um, and, and then when we meet him in, you know, in a new hope, things have changed, right? He's, you know, he's, he's, yeah. he's still in, yeah. in hiding, but, um, he's not, a, you know, he wants to teach Luke the ways of the force. He's not afraid to, uh, to offer aid and assistance. Um, mm-hmm. and I think part of that, I, I think maybe the Obi-Wan at the beginning of the show might've killed Vader just because he, you know, possibly, but I, because yep. he had, you know, cut himself off from the force and, and the ways of the, the Jedi, um, whereas at the end, there's a little bit, he has a little bit of that self-redemption, right? Um, he yeah. realizes that yep. this all, this isn't his fault. Um, and yes, there, you know, there was nothing that he could have done. Um, you know, he, he's not to blame mm-hmm. for all of this. Um, so it would make sense that he would just walk away. Right, like th- yep, that. Totally. That really feels like the totally. Jedi way. Absolutely. Even if it's a mistake. Yep. Totally agree. Right. And Obi Wan's made lots of mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> and if you think about it, um, at the you know uh, in Revenge of the Sith, when Anakin is faced with the the, the same dilemma, right? He's got you know he's captured uh, Dooku. And Palpatine is telling him to execute him, and Anakin's no. That's not the you know that's not the Jedi way. You know we, no. you know we we don't you know we don't kill um, you know people when you know that are defeated. We don't kill um, when we don't need to. And then he does it anyway, which yep. is, you know, obviously, you know, <laughs> you know, part of the journey. But I think this was part of yeah. Obi Wan's journey of, you know, not and being able to walk away, and so it feels like he's earned, you know, um, where we see him right at the end. You know, he's got his his new like kind of transition <laughs> Jedi robes and yeah, you know, the the, the wanderer <laughs> look. So I am very glad that we did not get that ending. Yes, I. I'm very glad we didn't either. Yeah. So, like, the, the more I, you know, the more I read about, uh, you know, the original movie, the more I'm, I'm glad we didn't get that movie. But I still, you know, I think I would have liked to see a, you know, something shorter. Yep. Yep. And it should have been a movie. Not that movie, but it should have been a movie. No, and, and you know, I, I think, and I think uh, Disney Plus could have easily. Could have easily done that. Made it, you know, like a, a three-hour movie event. They've had movies yep. on, you know, on Disney Plus. Um, you know, they released Black Widow that way. I think and there was another. 
Yep. Was it Mulan that they did as well? You know, where they had like that premium access where it was. Oh, yes. You know. um, You had to pay for it. Yeah. And obviously that was when movies were, um, they were theatrical releases that they decided to, or that they realized that they weren't going to be able to get into theater. So they had, you know, had to just do home releases. Yeah. And they wanted to recoup mm-hmm. some yep. of their money, which is you know, which is fine. But they, you know, to be honest, like they could have probably done that with with Obi Wan, made it you know a special event, and okay, yeah, you pay, maybe not pay have to pay you know the twenty yep. or thirty dollars, but okay, yeah, you want to watch it, you know, all you know, the you know a week in or a couple weeks in advance, you, you pay the you know five or six bucks. Sure, you got my money. I've spent I've spent much more on yep. much you know <laughs> on you know on much less. <laughs> That's true. Right? Yeah, don't see me here. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> so you know, my, my hope is that they won't, uh, as, as time goes on, they won't be a slave to, well, if it's on Disney Plus, it has to be a TV show. And if, it, you know, if it's going to be in the theaters, it has yeah. to be a movie. Yeah. You know, I think. Yeah. It's, yeah. You can still have. It's, it's, it's also. F- go ahead. Oh, it's also funny, too, that, you know, they didn't want to do Obi Wan in the theater because of what happened with Solo, mm-hmm. but then yet can't they? You know, we find out that Kathleen Kennedy said, "Well, Solo didn't do good because we replaced Harrison Ford." And I think, yeah, but you weren't replacing Harrison. You weren't replacing Obi Wan. You were gonna do you McGregor. So I just found that kind of kind of odd. I mean, I can understand why they'd be scared, um, but I mean, the reasoning just didn't fit. No, and I, I can also understand as well that you know Disney obviously invested a lot of money into Disney Plus, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yep. So they want they you know they want reasons for people to continue to subscribe. Um, you know, because it's totally. funny. Um, you know, as we're recording this, Miss Marvel ended. Uh, the last episode of Miss Marvel ended today. Um, yep. Which is really good, by the way. I don't know if you've seen it all yet, but it was. It is very. We have, yep. Yeah, it's very good. It <laughs> was uh, a very enjoyable show. Yeah. Um, but we have no Star Wars or no Marvel for another six weeks. I know. And th- and this has been and on Disney Plus, I think this is the longest stretch we've had all year. Oh wow! Huh. Because we had um, Hawkeye at the end of the year. We had Boba. We had Book of Boba yep. Fett that started uh, that started uh, around the new year. And then we had mm-hmm. Moon Knight, yep. which led into Obi Wan, and then Miss Marvel started shortly after Obi Wan. Cool. Um, but now we have this big six-week gap where we have nothing until Andor. Big gap, right? Uh, you, you know, which <laughs> I got to imagine that the Disney people are like scratching their heads, like, "Whoa, like, like, how did we? Ma-? Unless they, unless they have something else coming out, like they probably wonder, how did we make this mistake? Because that was that's yeah, I wonder because they've, I don't know, it's. But I, I would be happy with some Star Wars stuff, like, you know, like. But I don't think there is anything. 
No, I don't. I mean, they're gonna. I'm assuming they're gonna put out the uh, the assembled uh, making of uh, for both of those shows. Yeah, probably. Um, so that maybe at the halfway point, <laughs> maybe three weeks from now, they'll put them out, and then we titles over to the next three weeks. And, and, yeah, and, and maybe, but this would have once again would have been an opportunity to get like a, uh, you know, like a, a, a smaller movie. And I think that's the, the yep. you could still have a two hour movie, but it doesn't have to have the, you know, as big stakes as you would in, you know, in the theater. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and me, and so I just hope that as time goes on, they realize, Oh yeah, we've, we, we, we don't have to just, everything doesn't have to be a TV show. Yeah. That, yeah, exactly. I hope they do that too, that everything doesn't have to be a TV show. Yeah. Movie here and there would be pretty good. Yes. Um, now you know what uh, we we do have control over now. Uh, we well, in theory, we now have control about uh, what parts of our action figures look like. Oh yes. So today, Hasbro announced um, that. Um, Using their um, Hasbro Pulse mobile app, you can essentially scan your face and have it put mm-hmm. on um, an action figure um, that will include costumes based on G.I. Joe, Ghostbusters, Power Rangers, Marvel, and then and they say, and designs inspired by Star Wars characters. So I guess that means that you can't, be, yes. you know. You can't be Han Solo, but you can have, you know, like your own kind of Star Wars character action figure. What do you think of this? I think I might have to take a loan out. I think I have to take a loan out. Yeah. <laughs> like, now, I, I don't know. Like, did, did it say this, what the cost was? I, I watched the video and it didn't say what the cost was. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, I don't care. <laughs> Like this is literally something that I was dreaming of probably when the first Star Wars figures came out, mm-hmm. um, having, um, having your head, your head sculpt on a figure. Like this, as far as I can remember back, that's what I wanted. I wanted my head. I always wanted my head mm-hmm. on a stormtrooper body. Okay. Um, no, no, I didn't watch all of the video. Um, did they show any of the Star Wars figures? They did not. Okay. They showed a Ghostbusters and they showed a lot of um, uh, Power Rangers. Yeah. Which, to be yeah. fair, there's been so many Power Rangers. You know, if they were just oh, taking, sure. like, just cast pictures, you know, like sculpts, you'd probably have one that's close enough to, to anybody because there's been so many over the years. Um, oh, yeah. But I, like, I'm surprised that someone hasn't done this early sooner. So, I remember years ago that you could get it done, not necessarily with Hasbro, but you could get yourself made into a figure. Okay. So in the video, they were kind of pointing out this technology only literally happened like this year that they're able to do this. Okay. 
Um, they did it as a contest at some convention, I forget how many years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they said, of course, the, the interest was overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they literally, literally said the technology was literally this year and the cost of it, they didn't give a price, but they said the cost, um, the technology and the cost of the figure were the reasons why they're doing this now. Mm-hmm. How low the how low they're able to make the figure. So, in your mind, what's a reason? Like, you've already said that you would pay whatever. I would, but, s- but like, what would be a reasonable price where you wouldn't even have to think about it? I pay fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. What about a hundred? Probably have a credit card, so sure. (laughs) (laughs) You see, uh, so yeah, yeah, easily. Like I, I I watched some of the video and I saw the the packaging that they had for Ghostbusters and for GI Joe, and it's nice packaging. Like you're, that's part of the experience. Yes, and you know, people pay ridiculous amounts of money for convention exclusives we 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 just got oh yeah you know we we actually just saw some of the um san diego comic-con uh star wars exclusives um yep you think of the mandalorian the first release when they were in those um uh the white pack the white boxes Oh right! Oh man, I almost forgot about those. Like those those go for ridiculous prices, and it's not like mm-hmm. it's not like the figure is any different, right? It's just, yeah. you know, it, it, it's in a it's in a packaging that's a little more unique and a little, you know, less common. So it's worth a lot more, um, which makes it special for people because it's a little more unique. And there's nothing more unique than having a one-off figure that you know that has your face on it. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I'd pay hundred bucks. Like I can, you know, I, I would have a hard time spending the money on a Mandalorian figure for a hundred bucks, probably even for fifty bucks to be completely honest. Yeah, but that's uh, but that's me. Yep. Um, and, and it's especially because, you know, okay, well they'll really, you know, if, if, um, like with the black series ones, I know that they're going to, they'll do a re-release. Um, you know, when the new season comes out, there'll be a different Mandalorian figure that comes with, you know, some different accessories, you know, so, you know, if I missed the boat last yep. time, I'm sure I'll be able to, you know, um, find a reasonably priced one you know, six or eight months from now. Uh, but having something, like I said, having something uh, that's customized and unique. Yeah. I, I could, I could see the people spending mm-hmm. the money. Um, and I would totally take it out of the package too. <laughs> uh, so I got to imagine that the packaging that they put together um, is designed so you can easily remove it, the figure. 
that was the one thing I was very curious about. What um, you know, the like you said, we saw the Ghostbusters packaging, and I was very curious as to how they were going to package these. Were and more so the the ones that are going to be based on Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Were they going to package it like a Star Wars figure, or were they going to package it like they do the Ghostbusters in a box with a clear window so you could see the uh, the sculpted head? Because I think it would be very cool since they have your scan anyway. They would that they would do a proper uh, card bubble pack card for star for at least the star wars anyway so inspired you would want it it's probably not going to happen but you would want it like the 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 throwback um cards where it's you got like the the photograph (laughs) yeah yes yes that would be awesome see i would imagine that that would be hard because even though they have your your 3d scan that means that they still have to find a picture that kind of works what I could see them doing is because, if I remember correctly, on the sides of the Black Series boxes, they have like line art. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Like, it's, yep. I could yeah. see them being able to do that yep. because because at that point it's more like a, you know an artistic render, and they're like, all right, well, be, with the with the costume that you picked, this is how we put the head in when we just kind of rotate it, and I could see them doing that. Yeah. But I can also yeah. see them coming up with uh, some packaging that's um, easy to remove the figure and put it back in. And for the stuff that they're selling now in the, yep. in the store, they've got to make it as cheap as possible to keep the cost down, right? Sure. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's just, you yeah. know, uh, um, pl- cheap plastic boxes that, you know, you know, to get in, you have to, you know, really tear apart or be like super precise, you know, to, to open mm-hmm. it up. <laughs> but I, I think if you're, yeah. when you're putting out a premium product, especially something like this, I got to imagine that they're, that they're considering the packaging as well. That this would be I would hope something so. that people would probably, Hey, you know, they want to take it out of the package so they can hold it up and, you know, look close at it and, and look at the detail and then put it back in yep. the box and maybe put it back up on their shelf. It's true. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Cause that's uh, like you said, it's exactly what they did with the ghostbusters one, but this is made it look like, um, the black, one, black series figure. But, but this is, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm very excited about this and I'll be interested to see what, what the, uh, what, what the final price is. That's good. That would be a hard one to figure out. Like, I would have to see what Star Wars inspired. I mean, they mentioned the X-Wing pilot was one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I, I would as excited as I would be for that, I, I, I would very cool to see my head on a Ghostbusters uh, figure. Mm-hmm. Because you got the pack. You'd be able to pose, you know, pose it pretty yeah. – pretty, um, Pose it in pretty cool poses. Mm-hmm. Um so it'd be kind of tough to pick which one you which one you would do. Yeah, yeah. I, see, I can't see them allowing you to uh, like having stormtrooper armor. Not if it's inspired. I mean, I can see like a Jedi. 
inspired one. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, like some Jedi robes or like some sort of you know like their like a generic yeah. smuggler's outfit. Uh, maybe an Imperial officer, you know, the X-wing pilot. But any character that that has a like a, a full helmet, I can't see them doing because it it just doesn't. Oh no! Yeah, it doesn't look right. And then they would also have to develop a helmet that fits over that custom head. Yeah. In, 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 unless they were just going to provide two heads, you know, one that pops off, and then you could pop off on a, a helmet. The head. helmet. Um, but yeah, if if they're doing inspired, I doubt there'll be anything like that because I'm sure they don't want to pay Luke, pay Disney any royalties. Well, they're, I'm sure they're pay, they're paying Disney royalties anyways. Like, like I've got to imagine that they are. If they're if they're doing Star Wars inspired, but sounds to me like they're trying to avoid to pay paying Disney. But they're also but they also say they're doing Marvel, and it doesn't say inspired by Marvel. It just says Marvel. mm Hmm. Maybe Marvel was too expensive. They couldn't do both. <laughs> well, and once again, maybe like the, the you know, you probably can't be in a Spider-Man costume, but maybe you can be Doctor Strange or you know, or Captain America or yep. Fantastic Four, or a member of the Thor. Fa- or, or Thor. There you go. <laughs> um, so now we did also see, and I didn't post this uh, in the uh, in our chat, but. Um, they did show off um, some Andor figures. Did you get it? Did you see those? Oh, no, I didn't see those. Yeah. So we uh, there's going to be an Andor um, special edition figure that's going to be at San Diego Comic Con. There is also going to be a four pack for the Mandalorian uh, season two. That's of the um, what is the is it the vintage series? Is that what the the three and three quarter line is called? Oh, the retro. Not not the retro. Oh. Uh, yeah, there's a vintage and there's retro, so there is a vintage. Okay, one. so yeah. The, yeah, so the vintage one, there's going to be a four pack that has, um. Uh, the Mandalorian and. Moff Gideon and some uh, dark troopers, but they're all designed in, in ways so you can actually re- um, reenact scenes from the show. Uh, so there's Ooh, that's pretty rules. cool. Yeah. Uh, so that was uh, announced today, which is pretty, that's pretty neat. Yeah, it is pretty exciting. Um, and that, <laughs> Now that I'm, now I'm trying to find this, hey. I completely lost my train of thought. Oh, so did you also? Because um, I happened to be at Toys R Us today. Because um, you know how they have um, kind of like scenes, um, like they have the uh, um, it's kind of the black series. It'll fit fit the black series figures of like the um, Princess Leia ship, the corridor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have, and they have, so they have one for the Mandalorian, the, the scene in the bar. So they have that. Oh, really? Uh, they're all in the last episode. Yeah. They have that, that bar scene, uh, that you can buy and then do the figures in there. So I thought that'd be kind of cool if they're going to do that four pack 
of whatever scene they're going to do. Um, it'd be kind of neat. It would fit in with the, uh, the bar, uh, the bar scene where mm-hmm. the bar gets destroyed by Moff Gideon. Yeah. Okay. So I did post it. it yeah. It's called the vintage collection. Uh, and it comes with, um, four figures, the Mandalorian, Grogu, Moff Gideon, and a dark trooper. And, but like the dark trooper has accessories, um, where it's got like flame coming out of it. So it looks like it's exploding. Um, uh, you've got, um, a way to, oh yeah. Uh, Poe, uh, the Mandalorian comes with, uh, his, uh, Beskar spear. So you've got a way to Beskar pose it. spear. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's pretty interesting. Wow. Yeah. 74 so that'd be america so it's probably like going to be like 89 in canada <laughs> uh yeah now no is that a san diego comic-con exclusive no it isn't oh is it um it doesn't well maybe it, maybe it isn't maybe it is not so i haven't i didn't we haven't talked about this but you mentioned him Yep, and I, I don't think there's much else Star Wars stuff to talk about. Have you seen Thor? I have not seen Thor. Oh, okay. Well, then we, we definitely no, I haven't. Well, seen then we it. definitely can't talk about no. it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I haven't had a chance to go see Thor yet. Okay, I won't say anything. I think we're going to go see Andrea. My wife is off next week, so I think we're going to go see it next week. Mm-hmm. To try and kill some time. Yeah. I think. So. Since we're talking, we were talking about toys and, and whatnot. Off the top of my head. I'm putting you on the spot. I don't have an answer to either. It makes yep. you feel any better. Okay. You get so you are given essentially the keys to the you know to licensing for a day, and you're told you can have mm-hmm. any licensed product, anything in development. Oh. No, sorry, you can like put anything you want in development. One thing that's Star Wars related, and it, you don't have to worry about you don't yeah. have to worry about licensing. Like you know, oh, who owns this piece of licensing? Is it, They've just said, you know what? We'll figure it out. You tell us what piece of, uh, you know, what what Star Wars product you want on the market, and we'll and we'll make it happen. Oh man, I can't even think of what's not even done. Most of the stuff has been done. <laughs> I'm staring at my coffee maker, but I know they've already done that. Um, man, that's a good question. So since I th- yeah I couldn't even think of what uh, what they would do. So since I put you on the spot, I'll give you time. I've I've thought of something. Yeah. For for me. Okay. So, um, Fantasy Flight Games owns the the license to Star Wars tabletop games for the most part. There's like this small little. Uh, yeah portion that they don't own but it's typically like you know like standard board games like star wars monopoly or 
you know, Star Wars battleship shit like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So Fantasy Flight Games uh, a few years ago came out with a card game called Key Keyforge. And over the years, we've had lots of different Star Wars card games or trading card games. Um, the, the most recent one was a collectible card and dice game, uh, but they've always had challenges you know, um, with longevity. So Keyforge, the whole idea was it was a unique deck game in that you bought a deck and you it uh, it would be the only one of its kind mm-hmm. and you couldn't make any changes to it. So a lot of the ideas with these collectible card games and ones we've even played in the past the idea was that you know you get a, a starter set and then you're constantly building and, and modifying your deck. The idea with yeah. Keyforge was is that you, know, you buy a deck and that's what you play with. Period. You want to try something different? Right. You buy another deck and and hope you you know and you'll get a, a, something very unique. No two decks were exactly alike, and, and the idea was it was also priced, you know, pretty inexpensively. So it was like less than ten dollars Canadian for a pa- like for a deck. So for less than ten dollars, you could mm-hmm. buy a, a deck and pl- and play the game. And then the whole idea was that you you know if you didn't like it, you, you know you could find something else. And there was. Each deck had its own little unique identifier, so there were websites that you could track all these different decks, and it was interesting. And I had always thought that this would have been a great concept for Star Wars for a Star Wars game, because mm-hmm. yeah, that sounds Star good. Wars uh, fans you know, tend to um, be like when it comes to gaming itself, they might be a little more casual, but they're very you know they're they're very rabid when it comes to Star Wars, so they might not. Mm-hmm. really care about the intense deck building aspect of it but the fact that they could pick up a you know like a deck of cards that has oh you know like maybe it has like bounty hunters in it and they're like oh i really wanted one with jedi i'm gonna buy another deck just to see if you know if if that would work i i think that yeah. would have been that would have been a lot of fun um and, and the game was interesting the only problem with it uh with being able to do that now is that (laughs) fantasy flight (laughs) broke the technology so they had they had to like write this algorithm to do randomly generate um these decks because that part of the premise was there was no two decks that were the same but they but it had they had to generate decks that still were playable like it so you know they had cards that had to kind of work together and everything oh okay and they stopped mm-hmm. production about 18 months ago. They, they, it was, they actually had to like put a post oh. saying, listen, we broke the game. We can't, <laughs> we can't generate decks anymore. Um, and then a couple weeks ago, they announced that the, the previous owner of Fantasy Flight, because Fantasy Flight was its own company, and then it got bought by a larger company, Asmodee. Um, yeah. He just started up his own company, and he bought um, essentially the license to Keyforge. And they're like, and he apparently they were already working on a new solution. So, yeah, I, I guess the technology might exist again, but the fact that the it's owned by a different company probably means that we won't get a Star Wars game like that. Oh, yeah, that's true. 
You know, the first thing when you started talking about games, the first thing that popped into my head Mm -hmm. was actually making a true Star Wars Battlefield game using the original Battlefield Frostbite engine, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if it meant just, you know, kind of masking over whatever, you know, Battlefront game, just put it in the Star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. I would I would have killed. I wish they had done that. I would kill to do it. I still I would love for them to do that. Um, just imagine playing that type of battlefield like on the Death Star, um, in the on Endor. I think it would be just knowing the, the capability of what that game can do. I think it would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Just amazing. And it's a shame they didn't do that. Did you ever play? Mag for the PlayStation 3. I don't think so. Doesn't sound familiar. So it like it, it was a it was a No, I don't think I did. Okay, so it was a Sony exclusive game. Uh and it was it was an online shooter. Um and Mag's literally I'm pretty sure it stood for massive action game. So the idea was, you know giant armies but the whole idea was that you you picked a faction and you were part of that faction period once you chose it you were Mm -hmm. part of that unless you essentially uh, uh, like resigned your commission and joined another faction and then you kind of had to start from scratch you were like a private and you'd work your way up but if i remember correctly the whole idea was that the there was a persistent universe in that you were constantly, Mm -hmm. you know, like if you can imagine, you know, like a game of risk where you've got, you know, like the, the board and you're controlling zones, there was this over, you know, like this, this part of the game where, you know, you were constantly taking over different territories and depending on what territory you had, your army, you know, started off in different spots and you might have different abilities and and access to different things. And mm-hmm. when you were talking about, the, you know, being on the Death Star and being on Endor, I could just imagine like having like, you know, like, you know, as part of the game, like this massive galaxy map where you can see that, oh yeah, right now the Empire controls Endor. You know, so you know, oh, maybe, there, okay. you know, maybe there's a bonus here and, you know, and and just being able like just to traverse to all those different places that sounds really exciting. Yeah, yeah, no, that would be really good. Nice addition to it. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. No, I just yeah, just the possibilities are just incredible. What they what they could do. Mm-hmm. What they could do. I would like to see Rockstar make a Star Wars game. Uh, what type of Star Wars game? Like, do you have something specific in mind? I I, I don't. I you know I go back to just um, I, I it would be really hard because I mean Rockstar, you're set. Uh, just Grand Theft Auto, just as an example, mm-hmm. like you're just set in one city. So I don't know if that would be good as a Star Wars game, just being set in one location. Because Star Wars, you need to be able to go to different locations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think just because of what they can do with games like like that Mm -hmm. what they could come up with uh their graphics and and their stories and the uh 
cho- the choices, that sort of thing, which I mean, you kind of have that anyway with um, Nice Little Republic, but a little bit um, like Red Dead Redemption mm-hmm. uh, Star Wars version, I think would be really cool. It would That would kind of border on what, you know, Nice Little Republic is anyway, but just the things you can do in that game is just incredible. The detail, um, consequences, uh, that sort of thing would be very cool. Yeah. Well, like with Knights of the Old Republic, you're, you, you're stuck. You're not stuck, but it's telling a specific story with, yeah. Uh, with Grand Theft Auto and with, and with Red Dead, uh, Redemption, Obviously, there was an overarching story, but you were able to go off and kind of create your own story and do these little side missions and mm. and just kind of live in the world, yeah. uh, you know. And yeah, you know, there's a there's a Grand Theft Auto Online that has been very successful for many years now. That, that's you know just an offshoot of Grand Theft Auto Five. So I, I think you could I think you could do it in, in Star Wars. Um. You know, you might not be able to have uh, a single world that's maybe as big as Grand Theft Auto, but you could have smaller, yeah. different worlds. You know, mm-hmm. and you give it the restriction of, okay, well, you're stuck in the outer rim, so you, you know the hyperspace lanes that you only have open are so many planets. And then yeah. if you're and then if you're smart, you you know totally. oh yeah we're yeah okay yeah here's the next expansion we're opening up a new planet <laughs> you know you pay your twenty five thirty bucks and that hyperspace lane opens up and yeah and there's yep. here's a new planet you can go to guys I think that would be fun you know it would it, be fun especially if it was I, I think what would make it fun and, and and give it legs is if you weren't stuck like. There's been rumors that there's going to be a Mandalorian game, which, mm-hmm. you know, that that's not surprising. Um, but if so, if they were to make a Star Wars game like like Red Dead or like Grand Theft Auto, I think if you were forced to just be a bounty hunter, that would be a little bit boring. Mm hmm. Like it, it, it wouldn't make yep. it last long. If you had the ability, like you just say, sure. You're a criminal, or maybe not just a criminal, but you're you know you're part of the you're part of the underworld. Whether that means you're a you know a smuggler or a bounty hunter or a mercenary or a, a splicer, or a slicer, like if you had the ability to like to go like you know try like doing different jobs and different roles, that would be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Like I could, I, I could see myself sitting down and playing, playing uh, game as long as it was Star Wars, where all I was doing was smuggling things, yeah. you know, and trying to, you know, like sneak, yeah, you know, things off a planet and hide <laughs> things, you know, on my ship, you know, in case we get stopped by, you know, an Imperial checkpoint. That would be fun. Yeah, I literally sometimes. We'll play Red Dead, Red, Dead, Red Dead Redemption, the second mm-hmm. one. I will literally just jump on a horse and just ride everywhere mm-hmm. just to do it because you can. Yeah. And it's just amazing that you can do that and just the interaction with animals, uh, people. It's, 
it just is incredible. Mm-hmm. Just incredible. Yeah. And I would kill to see that in the Star Wars universe. Well, you know, we are getting a an open world uh, Star Wars game next year. Um, it made by uh, Ubisoft. Uh, now I got to see. Oh right, right. Ubisoft uh, Star Wars game. That sound is uh, me uh, trying to, uh, trying to do a search on my phone. Okay, so there is no release date in the initial um, post. Uh, oh, here, let me just try release date. Star Wars game. Oh, there we go. Uh, it's rumored that it might be, that it could be 2023. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, that's, but once again, that's just a a rumor. Although it seems that with games, especially with the games, they've been trying to do, um, uh, more of a or trying to wait before they start announcing things like Jedi Fallen Order was like properly announced. They're like, yeah, and it's coming out in three months. It wasn't, like, you know, it, it, it wasn't like, you know, like we've had in the past where you, you see a trailer for a game and it's like, yeah, this is coming out five years from now. Buckle in, you know, like, be yeah. patient. <laughs> and, and they get delayed for another six months. Yeah. Uh, and the, um, so the company that's making it from Ubisoft massive, um, has made, made the, uh, division, the division games. Have you played in either one of those? I haven't. No. So they're open worldish. Well, I guess they, I, yeah, I guess they're open world. And in the idea there is that, um, there's been a natural disaster, um, it's, oh, it, it, well, it's a natural disaster, kind of like bio, um, weapon type thing where in, right. in the, in the first game you're in New York city and in the second one, it's Washington, if I remember correctly. Uh, but the whole idea oh. is that it's these cities after this, uh, epidemic slash, you know, uh, war, so you're kind of going through like the war-torn streets of New York, and um, and you were t- so you're talking about you know just wandering around. Uh, I played uh, the Division Two quite a bit, uh, but I would have the problem that I had with any games where you've got lots of quests and stuff. After you you go away for a while, and then you come back, and you're like, I don't remember what I was supposed to be doing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you could literally just wander around the city and like wait for stuff to happen because th- there would be normal civilians running around like trying to, um, and then that would be attacked by gangs and you could jump in and try to help them and provide them supplies oh, wow. and, and whatnot. So, um, yeah, Star Wars, a Star Wars game like that would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. 
Absolutely. And, and now I want to go play a Star Wars game. <laughs> I know. Battlefront. Yeah. So I think for next... The first one. The, like the very first one. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think for... Very first one. I think for next week, unless we have, you know, unless any like significant Star Wars news stories pop up, I think we should have a discussion about Star Wars Legion. Oh, okay. I totally agree. Yeah, we have we have we haven't talked about that. We've totally teased it agree. a couple times. So, um, there's been a lot of changes in the game, and uh, so yeah, I think we should talk about that next week. Um, if you're enjoying the show, you can go to whatever service uh, you're using to download it, and you can leave us a review or, or a rating. If you want to leave us a message, you can go to anchor.fm slash. Smells Bad Outside Podcast, and if you're on a mobile device, there's a button there where you can record a message. During the week, uh, I can be found on Twitter at the Pie Whisperer, and where can people find you, Brent? They can find me on Twitter at HomerJ13. And with that, I think uh, you should say goodnight, Brent. Good night, Brent.